0: Hey Sherry, you ready? I'm ready. Hey Sherry, how you doing?
1: Good, Paul. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. You hear that sound? You know what that is?
1: I do hear that sound. And I think it's the sound of season seven.
0: You are correct. That is the sound of season seven of this most unbelievable life, the podcast.
1: Woo hoo, we've made it seven seasons with our excellent listeners at our side.
0: And we appreciate all the support we get and we're looking forward to another great season of podcast content.
1: Yes, indeed. Let's get on with the show.
0: On with the show, folks. Thanks for listening. Good afternoon, Dr. Spiegel. How are you today?
1: I'm wonderful. How are you, Paul?
0: I'm wonderful as well. Uh, This is episode 91 of This Most Unbelievable Life, the podcast.
1: That is such a formal introduction. (laughs) But yes, you're right. It's 91, which feels like a really respectable number.
0: It does feel like um, it isn't a respectable number. It, It really is. And I'm starting to think that... This is a reliable offering.
1: It does. After ninety one
0: after ninety one, it's like, yeah, this is a podcast that we can rely on. Yeah. Because it's like so many podcasts, it's like a couple of episodes and then they just sort of stop or sort of flame out. I'm pretty happy about this.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of times it's episode fourteen is what I've read. Is it mm. is it um, Yeah,
0: so we'll have to go back and see what episode fifteen one fifteen was and
1: that was the one where we that knew That was the one where yeah. we knew
0: and um um, I really like that. We're getting close to 100.
1: We are. We're After this, we'll be nine away, as I understand math. Uh,
0: that's the way I understand math as well. And uh, I'm sure we'll do something to celebrate that. And I have no idea what that's going to be.
1: Well, that's for us to think about in nine weeks.
0: What's that going to be? So that's going to be like a, a January, late January situation, maybe? I think
1: so, yeah.
0: Something like that. Because it's currently, it's the Friday before Thanksgiving, so it's...
1: It is. And like right now, I'm finding it really difficult. To, like, I'm super excited to think about episode 100. Me too. But I'm not super excited to think, like, what am I going to be doing in nine weeks?
0: What we could do is skip mm-hmm. episodes 92, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and just say. Welcome to episode one, 100 of, I guess you can't really shortcut it We're that gonna way. S-
1: what if we split this one into 10, ten, ten five episodes?
0: Well, it's like getting a checking account. When you used to get a check, a checking account, the first check would never be like check one. It would be like 150 or something like that because it looked like yeah, it wasn't your you first check you've ever written in your life. Yeah. yeah. If you started on episode 100, maybe this might go a little easier for everyone.
1: We could have done a countdown instead of a count up. This is episode 100. Stay with us. And if
0: you have more than 100 episodes, it's like, this is episode minus 26, negative 34.
1: I was releasing uh, episode 90 um, the other day. And uh, I realized, like, I was doing it and I was like, what? Season is this even seven? Um, so seven, yeah. Seven. There it is. So I do love that. I think people can count on the first five minutes of our podcast still being about like, oh my god, Paul, that's did you book. know we have a podcast? Man, that's crazy. Can you believe <laughs> it?
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, I don't know if I'm doing the numbering right. I have to make it a, a confession here. I have to admit, I don't know if I'm doing the numbering right. So w- when we when we do the release, it's it's episode ninety one. Season seven. Yes, yeah. Is it? It's not episode ninety one of season seven. It's season seven, and episode. it's also episode ninety one. Yeah, but it's not episode ninety one of season seven.
1: That is correct.
0: Yeah, so it's like, am I doing the numbering? It was it's like when we moved to season two? Is I supposed to go back to one?
1: No, I don't think so. Because I think like with television shows, it's like episode one hundred, season. You know. Yeah, I guess. Or I guess.
0: Um, the way I figured it out was it's okay because it's like well the software lets me do it so. Also, if if I wasn't supposed to, then Podbean wouldn't let me.
1: Also, I think let me do that. We make our own rules. Yeah, and, yeah, and you know and, that's that. Works and, and Podbean
0: well. has made space for that, so that's good. Indeed, I can dig it.
1: Yeah. So, what are we talking about today?
0: Um, oftentimes, on this uh, recording that we produce and release. We sometimes talk about things that represent the goings-on of our lives that we, that we live. I, we usually try um, for... I, I can only speak to the last 90 episodes. Mm, mm-hmm. Speak to things that are currently going on in our lives and how they resonate within us uh, in the hopes that someone might find it interesting and are helpful for them. Yes. And uh, what I'm... Looking at as I look around the room that we in, where we hold some workshops here on Mm -hmm. our fine campus, is this week we did a a workshop on boundaries.
1: We did,
0: and we we did a boundaries episode before. Is that true? We I'm thinking back, and it's like we've talked about boundaries in the past.
1: We have. um, We have. (laughs) Um we the gave, sound
0: was here rolling across the room on a chair. <laughs>
1: <Shh>. <laughs> you were just going to cut that out. We have talked about boundaries. And what's funny is um in I was thinking that in the handout we gave the group um we gave them a little sampling of our writing.
2: You're right. And right. I was
1: thinking that in that we referenced a specific episode. Um which was kind of a boundaries episode, but now that I look at it, it's, it's less boundary-y and more about, well, it's kind of. So episode 22 yeah, is the right. 100% yes
0: right. episode. Right,
1: Yeah. But I think regardless, in developing this workshop, I think we learned for ourselves new ways of thinking about boundaries that we couldn't have talked about on the podcast because we discovered them while we were planning.
0: Right, right. So, when I was thinking about this, I was just thinking we must have done an episode on boundaries that we would have called it like episode like whatever boundaries. Yeah. And it's like I don't think we did. But when we were we were going when we were going through the organizing of the of the workshop, it's like we've talked about this, we've talked about that. And I think it was one of those things where Seeds were planted, a little bit of time pl- passed, they all grew and realized they're all part of the same sort of garden. Yeah. On on boundaries. So it's like there's there's not lot, a lot that we did or talked about in the workshop that we haven't talked about sort of before. Yeah. It was sort of this packaging is what we're talking about here is is boundaries. But it's it wasn't boundaries like learn how to say no. It's I mean, but there was some of that in there as well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't boundaries like have a good work life balance. It really wasn't that. Um, the workshop was titled, was it Boundaries for Work and for Life? Mm-hmm. With the sort of assumption that the two are sort of related anyway and that g- good luck even trying to separate them. Because you know what? I th- I've I've always thought this, and maybe I'm alone in this, but when people say they have a good work-life balance or when I say that I have a good work-life balance, it's like I get that. And, you know, sometimes like what what I hear is, you know i leave work at work and then i go home and you know never the two sort of sort of meet and i really wall off my work who i am in my work life from my home life so they don't sort of invade each other and this it's like is that what you want like is that what you want though yeah, yeah is that what you want yeah um, is who you are at work so different than who you are at home and if if so they must well, like any any time you have two individuals that are trying to do something where they differ in what is important to them. Occasionally you get, I don't want to say conflict, you know, but occasionally there's agreement, there's disagreement, there's negotiation, there's conversations about willingness and preference Mm -hmm. and and all this kind of stuff. As long as these two different parts are, you know, communicating nonviolently with each other, progress can be made. But it's like if you really are treating who you are at work from who you are at home as two completely different facets of yourself – with different principles and priorities, it seems like they're eventually, they're, it's inevitable that they sort of crash into each other in a not so easy way every once in a while.
1: Right. Right? Well, I mean, I think things in life crash.
0: Yeah. I think you're...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's... um. Yeah, the idea... Worlds of, collide, right? Worlds yeah, colliding. Worlds That's that collide. metaphor. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like... I don't think about work life balance as much or maybe at all. Um, which is funny because, like, I work a lot. Like, I work yeah, a ton. Right. Um, but I'm able, I'm at a place where I'm able to joyfully work when I'm working. And when I'm not able to do it joyfully, I'm actually able to not work. Yeah.
2: Right, um,
1: but it's taken right, right. a lot of work <laughs> to get to that place. Right. Like that's the work is figuring out how not to make it work.
0: Yeah. And I don't know. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've uh, we've had this conversation with some folks before. Um, we're not trying to convince people not to work. No. <laughs> so it's like may your work bring you joy and may be at the service of all. Yeah. Um, but it's like when you when your work is not when, when your work feels like work, when worth, work is not joy. What's going on there? Um, because it's like I think the greatest gift you can give yourself is you know, if you have the luxury of having employment, where you where where this is something you can actually encounter, um, and if if you actually do you have it within your ability to make a decision on this, when work when work starts getting ridiculous and stupid and busy and complicated and is just doing way too much of it and it's starting to creep over, you can sort of shut that part of it down. Um, how does it get that way? How does it get that way? You know what I mean? I I'm not I'm not sure that I know what I'm asking, well, but.
1: Like, how do we get to the point where work isn't manageable? Is yeah, that kinda yeah yeah, yeah, well, I mean huh i I think it happens differently for different people in different contexts, like I know in my own life, when work has become unworkable, hmm. right, like when work has been unsustainable, um like I can point to a wide variety of circumstances, but I think. I think this is tricky because on the one hand, I think that there are people who have really challenging work environments and don't have a lot of options, right? Like, right. like right. they may not be able to leave their work.
0: Post, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yes, right? not everybody can actually do this as, yeah. as, as easily.
1: Um, and so then what you have to do is navigate what you can actually control. And I think we do have more control, many of us, than we think we do. I agree. Right? But I think often the stories we tell ourselves feed into um, defeatedness sometimes, right? Like mm-hmm. we, we, we sort of resign ourselves to our circumstances. You know, like I know people who have left jobs because they were toxic and, and the only way to get through them was to just leave them. Uh Right. Like that's, I mean, you know, and we all know relationships like that. Not everything is for everyone. Right. 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 But I think, you know, there is sort of a pervasive hatred of work. (laughs) Right. Like I know right now, if I go to my Facebook feed, I would not have to scroll very far to find someone complaining about their job. Yeah. Right. Right. Right, And so like, it's that, like, what's to be done about that? Like are can people take charge and find a way to find joy in the work they do?
0: yeah, I mean even the word "work," mm. it 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 never brings feelings of joy and lightness and freedom and <laughs> all of that I think the word itself sort of implies that it is uh, you're doing work for someone else
2: mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's, yeah. it's like you're meeting somebody else's need, you're, you're trading time for money because you have to. Yeah. Um, I posted a, I, I said the thing on Twitter like last week, it was like I tweet like once every six months. You know, <laughs> it it's was like, consistent. yeah, yeah, right. It's very reliable. <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you know the seasons have changed, right, as yeah. that another tweet goes out. And I don't know what was going through me, what I was thinking about is like, is your job something you love or are you trading time for money?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: you know and there's no uh if i mean if i my my worries that somebody reads that and says hey you know what i'm just trading time for money what do you suggest dr fitzgerald that i do and I'm like i don't know <laughs> you know it's like i'm not necessarily telling you to quit like like i said it's like we're not trying to convince everybody to quit their jobs and go low around on the beach Well,
1: but i think if you, if you can i would
0: recommend it but uh
1: Oh, but there's freedom in acknowledging that that's what you're doing. Right. Like if yeah. you're just trading time for money, then don't take everything at the job. So personally, Yeah. right. Like, right. cause I think sometimes we can get really upset th- about the way things go down because we can get like, you know, a lot of hurt feelings can sometimes show up at work. Right. Like yeah, right. if your work isn't feeling seen or valued, or you feel like people don't, You know, give you enough space or whatever the, the, I think a lot of people struggle to find meaning in their work, right? Right. And so depending on what the need is, if the need is about meaning, but if you accept the fact that all you're doing there is just trading time for for money and
0: who gives a shit exactly
1: (laughs) right like it's it's like like i'll wrap i'll
0: I'll wrap those big macs right over you send them right over i'm happy to do so right
1: yeah then you think of your job as a vending machine you don't like care if they you know the machine thanks you for your dollar or you don't care if the machine tells you it was your the prettiest dollar they've ever seen Mm -hmm. it takes the dollar it gives you a bottle of water right like i don't know i think you know Knowing if what you're doing is trading time for money can be valuable. If that's what you're doing, yeah, right. then don't make it more than that.
0: Right. right. But
1: if there's hope that you want something else, then realize that you want something yeah, else. Yeah, realize you <laughs> want
0: something else. Yeah, um, or if you're, if you're realizing that um, your expectations for what the job is is not matching up with the reality, that is a, an acknowledgment that it looks like you are trading time for money, which is not necessarily the relationship that you consented to or anticipated mm-hmm. when it started. Right. Um, so it, like, is, is it possible within a position once that realization is met to shift it from I'm going to go ahead and stay in the job that I have and make it meaningful somehow? Mm-hmm. Or is like, do you have to quit and get a different job where you can sort of redefine? Or can you pivot on the spot in the position that you have? Yeah. So the, this gets down to... Um, if if you have somebody you're working with and they're miserable because you know they're burnt out and they're busy all the time they they feel underwater, um, so many people in the workshop the other day that we held said that they need space mm-hmm. that one of, one of the things that they need that they don't have is space which mm-hmm. is under the NVC category of autonomy. Yeah, you know um, people it's, people just sound like they're getting tired of being told what to do all the time and not feeling like they have any any autonomy to to be trusted to do the job the way they think? I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. What, what motivates someone to put that on the on the board? Um, is, is it possible to pivot in, in, in the job too? It's like, I would like this job to be more. My employer is asking me to trade time for money. Mm-hmm. Um, can I convince my employer to, you know, pivot me into something more meaningful or is that initiative up to me Yeah. in order to either change my mindset to one where I realize I'm trading time for money and be happy with it, or if I cannot be happy with that, what do I do?
1: Yeah, well, and I think an important part of what you're describing there is first acknowledging, like what is it that whoever is holding the money, like what is it that they think they're getting from you, right, because I think sometimes, you know, I talk to people who talk about how undervalued they are at work, And then I'm like, well, what does your boss think you do?
0: Yeah, right. Right?
1: And I remember having this conversation with somebody who was telling me that just the way she worked in the world was that she could be stacking cans at Giant, like at a grocery store. And she would do that for like a week. And then she would be thinking, but wait, there's a better way to do this. Mm -hmm. Right? And so if you're if you're working in a place where what is valuable from whoever you're working for is that the cans are on the shelf right then the effort that you're going to put into the the new strategy for doing it may or may not be valued right right and so like you kind of need that conversation about like if i build this would it be of value Mm -hmm. before you just implement it and then say no one around here appreciates me.
0: Yeah. Um, and we all have a stated set of expectations for for what the employer actually wants. Read your job description. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do the things that are on that job description and you're still unsatisfied? If so, uh <laughs> Are, are, you, are you doing the things that you were hired to do and you're still unhappy yeah. and you're still burnt out? It's like, I don't know. That might be a time to have a conversation about pivoting or, yeah. or something, you know. Um,
1: and are you doing more than what that job says?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wondering why we're feeling unappreciated. It's like there's nothing actually in your job description that says that that is your responsibility to, to do. If you do it, that's great. And this is where the, the, the code, code language comes in. We love people who go above and beyond. We love people who go the extra mile. You know, we've talked about this before, That's Sherry. That's code the, language
1: for, we love free labor. Yeah, we
0: love free labor. Um, when you do your evaluation, I just had my evaluation today. But this, this didn't come up because it's, it's actually not on. I don't think the, the evaluations are there on now. The exceeds expectation box that can mm-hmm. get checked. It's like, you don't want that. You want the meet expectations. <laughs> It's like if you exceed expectations, it's like, dude, you're doing extra work. You know, for free, for free. Well, if um, if you if you get if you're on your evaluation and the your whoever's evaluating you checks the exceeds expectation box, you need to renegotiate your contract because they're getting free labor out of you. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, so I mean, I think that change in our uh, our employers' uh, evaluation structure is so interesting because. My first semester...
0: It used to be on there, didn't it? It did. Yeah, yeah, it used to be on
1: there. Um, So my first semester, when I was first here, before we changed the new evaluation cycle, you could get, um, like, good, very good, or excellent. Excellent, yeah. Right? Um, I think there was also, like, doesn't meet expectations or something, right? So my original dean, uh, when he first evaluated me, he gave me a very good.
0: Because I can't give you yeah
1: yeah and so i mean i came in and i thought i was tearing it up and then as far as i was concerned like this was the equivalent of getting a b in your favorite class yeah right right? um but so that set the precedent for me where i thought I thought that the expectations were so much higher than they were. Um, And so then when the evaluation system was changed to where there was no more uh, excellent or above expectations, I actually was really mad because I felt cheated Mm. because I felt like I could no longer get my gold stars. And so I had so bought into this system of I mean, it's kind of sold to us in yeah. American society, right? Like we should all be earning the extra. Like we should be going above and beyond because that's what a good person does. Right? right. Um, that's what a good employee does. Um, so much so that I actually felt cheated out of the opportunity to overperform. <sighs> Isn't that ridiculous? God, what happened to you? <laughs>
0: <sighs> it happened to me yeah. too because, you know, when I would get the exceeds expectation to be like, yes. And. Um, If they did have that, you know, does not meet expectation, meets expectation, exceeds expectations. Sometime when I was here, I don't know, if back when I was an adjunct, maybe, I don't know. Um, But they, on the the very first evaluation, they would just put meet expectations or something. They wouldn't wouldn't put exceeds expectations. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, we can't say that you exceed expectations in your first year because we don't know what the expectations are are right? it's like what do you mean they're in the job description how did it not exceed them you know I was in class five minutes before it started how is that the expectation is that I'm there on time I was five minutes early how does this not exceed them yeah. you know I went overtime twice this past semester how does that not exceed expectations yeah. um so what are these expectations anyway that I'm supposed to be exceeding and um it 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 does this though it beats well if this is if this is meets expectations and there's a category above this, then I need to work even harder to get that mm-hmm. to to get that and with that with that done as as one walks in the door as a new hire somewhere, that does set off this you're still carrying this ten years later, yeah you know this this model of you know we have to work hard to get the gold star to be a valued employee so mm-hmm. we can have even more expectation put on us next year you know yeah
1: that sounds healthy i mean part of it for me at least i think stemmed from this idea of what we feel like we deserve right right um so when i got my full-time job um i had only been out of graduate school for a year um i only had a master's degree yeah right right? like um what i did like i now like and I have to be careful how I say this because my mentor Paul Heiliker will still give me crap about this. But like in my mind, like I was really lucky to have gotten my job. I didn't think I deserved it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. everything I was doing for probably the first ten years I was here was out of basically like almost like something similar to like survivor's guilt. Like um, I felt like they had taken a chance on me. So I've got to constantly prove that I deserve the job. Mm -hmm. But what showed that I deserve the job was the job offer. Mm. Right. And so like, that's what I've learned since is like, I see so many people that are still running around interviewing for the job they have. Yeah. Right. Right. Like do the job well. Don't kill yourself. You already got the job. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah but i mean i will say given all this like we are sitting this it's so easy for us to say from a place in a position at a college where we're at where we we have pretty good job security at we do yeah we do right if we had gone a different track right looked at the looked at the tenure gift horse in the mouth or whatever that saying is like maybe we'd be singing a different tune
0: yeah maybe and we've both been here long enough uh we were just talking about this a couple of times. It's like I, I read the first half of books because mm. after I read the first half, I'm like, yeah, I see where this is going, <laughs> and then it is, I, I think I got it. I know where this is heading, and then I like I shut down. Like right, grab another book and read the first half of it. i like, ah, I know where this is going. Um, you know, I've been here about a decade, a little over so of you. You know, it's like ah, I see where this is going. You know, I know I know how the I, I can see what's going on here. So there's a little bit of the part of it, it's easy for us to say we've been here a while. We seen it all knock on wood at this point it's like I I know exactly where the bar is Yeah, you know of what I actually have to exceed and it's not that I go into this place wanting to just like just barely make it over that bar my job is not to when I walk in the door I don't think that my responsibility or my purpose of being here is to meet expectations
2: no it's I, not
0: you know it's like I really do generally want to love my job and I do
2: yeah you
0: know and, yeah. and that's my prime is of, of what i of doing what I'm doing here is that it's like I really do find like significant delight and joy in in what I do here yeah and um and and the idea of what that represents has changed yeah you know through time about what it what what is the joy that I Going to take because when I was like working my ass off and like doing a million things that I didn't have to do and really hitting the hitting the grindstone. I don't know, I don't know if that's a real thing. Hit, eh, hitting the grindstone. We make up our own Nose metaphors. to the grindstone. Like yeah, I don't know. You know, gift like really. Horse,
1: mouth. Yeah, who working knows late. What we're doing?
0: Emailing on the weekend. Right, all the boundary crossing stuff that yeah. we just talked about the other day. It's like I didn't feel unhappy doing it. I thought, <laughs> you know, I felt like I was, you know, super productive. And it's like maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe it's maybe I'm just getting old and. I don't know. I'm Drizzled. 12
1: years younger than you, and I'm feeling... But, um, you know, it's interesting.
0: Maybe you're just getting
1: old. Maybe we're both just getting old, and I just got there faster. Yeah. Um, it's I'm interesting. Fast I think having this conversation is so interesting in this particular moment because it's quarter to six on a Friday. Yeah. Our ob- Our contractual obligation to our institution ended hours ago. Yeah. In fact you don't even have to be here today. Right. And yet, what time did you get here today?
0: Uh, 9.45, 9.30, 9.45.
1: Yeah, I got here about 8.30. We're still here at quarter to to six. Um, But at the same time, nothing about today has felt like work to me. No, it's been delightful. It's been delightful. Um, and I feel, I was telling you this the other day, like we're about to go into Thanksgiving week. This yeah, episode right. will come out on the Tuesday right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah,
0: happy Thanksgiving, folks. We'll say that again at the end.
1: Mm-hmm. And I am going into Thanksgiving without being behind, whatever that means, in grading or anything like that, for the first time probably in my teaching career. Mm. Um, like I don't know, I feel real lightness, right? Like, I and it's, it's so interesting because I'm not overworking. Um, I'm definitely not underworking. No,
0: you're not underworking.
1: Right? Um,
0: you put in full days.
1: Yeah, full days. Like I'm here from like eight to five or eight to six most. Yeah, most days. Days. Um, s- the difference is instead of doing any work that is put before me. I'm doing the right work, right? And I think right. that that's what that's what really good boundaries fought hard and long for gives you. Yeah. And it's it's I yeah, think it's right. easy to say on this side. Um. I think if you had come up to me in 2016, and said to me, Sherry, the key to your happiness is to be back in the classroom, to say no to everything put before you, including things that sound like what you've been arguing for for years and just do this little niche project with um, you know some dude from biology i would be like no what could
0: possibly go wrong with that it sounds like a great <laughs> sounds like a great. great plan to me yeah
1: but i would be like no i have to and i need to and blah blah blah
0: but what about blah 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 and what we heard someone say in the workshop this week is like if if you don't do it then it just won't get done you know and, and I mean, so I've said that before. Yeah. I've said that before with things, you know, it's like I stayed in a, you know, in, in things well past the point when I should have left because of the fear that if, you know, if I left, the whole thing is going to, it's going to, who's going to do the what's it? Who's going to... Maybe gonna, the
1: what's it needs to yeah, go. Yeah.
0: Who, who's going to, I mean, fill in the blank with any work. Release. Who's going to write that memo? Who's going to send that email? Who's going to, you know, do, yeah. do whatever? And... It's my it's my lot in life, it's my lot in this Sisyphean life to push this rock up this hill, because I'm the only one here who thinks it's important that the the rock goes up the hill, and it's like, yeah, Sisyphus. No one cares if the rock gets up the hill. Right. It's like there's not somebody at the top waiting for you to deliver the rock. It's like just, yeah, take five and let the rock. You know, roll roll downhill. It wants to be there. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of stunning. I think the work that I'm doing these days, like it's the right work to be done. Yeah, right. And I think one of the ways that I know I'm outside of doing the work that's my work to do is when resentment grows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I get really resentful when I find myself doing something that's not not my work yeah you? for sure for sure right um yeah. yeah but I mean goodness how does one get from a place where they feel overtapped, stretched resentful tired angry burnt out yeah. when they feel like if they stop pushing the rock it's literally gonna crush them yeah what do they do
0: yeah there was somebody at the at the workshop who said oh this workshop is great effusively praising uh what we were doing uh, I would like to rephrase that, effusively praising what, what had been done that we facilitated or that was facilitated by us. Because it's like, it doesn't feel like we're really doing, you know, like a heavy lift here by offering these things. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's curious to get, to get comments like that. And, you know, I felt, I, f- I heard that I was responding by, by saying um, we had to say no to a lot of stuff. Because, you know, it was like, are you guys still in the classroom? You're doing, the, like, you're teaching and doing this kind of stuff? How do you possibly make it work? And it's like, we are literally doing two things. We are teaching our classes and we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And that means we had to say no to a lot of stuff. And saying no to teaching is not something that we would do, because that means that we're quitting our job. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that's not what we're doing. Right. So it's like, well, if if, if we're going to actually do this thing that is actually something that's a joy, that is important to us, we're going to have to say no to a lot of stuff. Yeah. And we. We did, and we did, and um, even knowing that there's this thing that we could do that brings a lot of joy, um, that feels like life's work, that feels like you know the work that is, is ours to do, that didn't make it easy to say no. No. You know, it, it was against conditioning. It was against habit. It was against expectations of others a lot of people were very surprised when those no's were offered it's just not done you're voluntarily stepping away from uh administrative role in in Mm -hmm. this thing it's like it's never been done before yeah you know you either get a job somewhere else or you you get booted out but it's like you're voluntarily stepping away from something that looks to somebody like a powerful thing it's like or it's like you're you're voluntarily giving up power in yeah. authority to to do what are you doing again? You're <laughs> you're you're serving cookies on a Thursday. It's like you really want to. It's like yeah, I really want to do that. I really want to serve, like genuinely. It's like yeah, that is the that is my thing to do. Yeah. Is,
1: well, and it wasn't just giving up power. Um, you know, some of my no's were super surprising. Like, um, I had joined um, a school for that I thought was really yeah, right. really good, really important, really right for me. And then I discovered that it actually wasn't a mm-hmm. good fit for me. So I had to, you know, I had to change paths. Um, so I said no to that. Um, and, like, just, I still think I'm saying no all the time. Yeah. It's, it's such an interesting thing, because, like, um, like, I want to use the word kipple, which comes from uh, Android's Dream of Electric ah. Sheep. Um, so Kipple is just like all the crap that like piles up when you're not paying attention. Um, knows are like, responsibilities are like Kipple. They'll, they'll just pile up if you don't pay attention. A lot of people
0: know that as Blade Runner, mm. right? Yes, <laughs> Phil yes. Phil K. Dick book, right? It was made into... A film it, it's called... Not, called it's, it's not made into Blade Runner, correct? Or it's like Blade Runner is inspired by the...
2: Yeah, is that I mean... True? It, it's every,
0: an, every sci-fi listener in the audience is cringing at my ignorance at this, I apologize in no, advance, including weird. my wife, who's like,
1: "What?" It's, I mean, it's an adaptation, right? Um, right it's right. not. I think that it is not the most. Well, we don't have to take a right. Yeah, it's trail too too hard of a left one. turn but, on this. Sorry um, that. but yeah, so um, but yeah, I mean, the point here, I'm saying no, Paul. We're not going to go there. Um, Boundaries. Yeah, love Yeah, yeah. Also, I'm a little focus, bit of a Gerald, sci-fi focus. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a sci-fi nerd. So if yeah. we go down there, we're going to go, f- yeah, yeah. we're going to be gone for a while. Did you know iPads? Never mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I, um, I find myself saying no a lot. Um, and you know, one of the no's that was really surprising to me is I founded an organization mm. and became the president of that organization. Mm-hmm. And I quit a presidency. Yeah. Which like who does that? Who founds an organization and then it's just like you know I'm good. I'm good. I do. Yeah. Apparently I do. Right. right? And yeah. um, I thought it was going to be really hard and people were going to be like really disappointed and maybe they were. But what I heard when I quit was follow your heart. You got to do what's right for you. Yeah. And um, and like I still see that that organization has continued and I'm happy to see that. Yeah, that's great. Um, and I'm happy to have space to do. What's right for me?
0: It needed somebody to be president. It didn't actually need you to be. It has two presidents. Two pre- even better.
1: Neither of which are me.
0: Yeah, yeah. It takes two two presidents to equal one Sherry. Yeah.
1: Well, we had two know, presidents. I before, yeah. I'm sorry, too. I don't know. Basically, they only need to, you know Christy to keep the the show running. Cool. 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 Anyway. Yeah, it's um, it's
0: usually not the president that actually does the work. It's the people. <laughs> <yeah, laughs> it's, it's the other the organization. people. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, but I mean, I think. Uh, one of the no's in November that um that got kicked out is i say no to say no to distractions, so you can say yes to focus mm. and it it's it's um the, when when I wrote that it was about um and sherry, you should be interested in this because this is the one that I wrote that you haven't read yet that's going to come out tomorrow that. <laughs> I'm trying to, it's like, how do I, how do I, how do I talk about this? Because it's like, this is the one I wrote that you don't know about yet. That's going to come out tomorrow on the Saturday anyway. Um, I look forward to learning but, along but with our listeners. At the same time I'm thinking, but it already went out by the time we published this. So it's, <laughs> so I'm, I'm stuck in like a temporal loop here. That's kind of freaking me out.
1: Well, in Blade Runner, sorry. <laughs> so, so,
0: uh, so what I read tomorrow mm-hmm. is this thing that I wrote yesterday yeah. that's, <laughs> that you, you know, that we're talking about next week. Um. Uh, and it's like, how do you find out what you what you love? Because this is what it was. Because, you know, I just had my evaluation with my dean, you know, my annual kind of thing. And, you know, when when we go through these things, is kind of, I'm, I'm sure most places sort of do it the same way. You have this list of things that you intend to do over the year, and then you check in, and they say, did you do them? Yes, great. Achieved, I think, is what it is now, or something like yes. that. It's not, did yeah. you achieve what you said you wanted to do, which is far kinder than expectation and things like that. Um, And then, you know, as soon as that happens, like I I sort of fall into reflective mode. It's like it's my, what, 11th, 12th year here, something like that, Mm -hmm. 11 and a half year full time. And it's like, how did I... I've done a bunch of weird stuff here at Nova. And how did I find myself where I am doing this? Because it seems unpredictable, and it's like I wouldn't have anticipated this is what I would be doing after how many years of, of being here. It's not what the plan was when I walked in the door, and it sure as heck wasn't in the job description yeah. for the position, for me or for you, I think. Um, And it's like, what do you, you you try a lot of stuff and you see what sticks and then you kind of go with that. And is that a good idea? Because it's like you you bring on a whole lot of yeses at the beginning, you take on a whole lot of distraction, you bring in a whole lot of I'm going to try a million different things. It's like, I don't know what I like to eat. So I'm going to go to the buffet, I'm going to have a little bit of 150 different things. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to make a decision based on what I liked. And I'm going to focus on that. And I'll pick two or three, and that's going to be the sort of the things that I sort of do. And my, what I was writing about and my realization is like, that sounds absolutely fantastic on paper mm-hmm. as a strategy, you know. And it, it, it works, but I think a, a lot of times we get into the habit and, and people think like, so the people who prepared the 150 different dishes are really thrilled when you eat some of theirs mm-hmm. and you don't want to disappoint them by theirs being a no. Mm-hmm. And so you never actually, so you try the 150 different things, you never actually have a process for making a decision on how to narrow from those 150 down to three. Yeah. And so you keep doing the 150 over and over and over and over again because you don't want to disappoint the person who cooked it. Right. Right. Because people are now expecting you to take, they're, they're expecting to make a new vat of jello every two days. They're expecting you to, you know, yeah. go, go to the carving station at least once. And there's somebody who is literally being paid to refill the salad station. And so it's like, if you say no to that, then there are these down, downhill consequences of disappointment and expectations of others not being met. And you're going to feel really guilty. So I'll just kind of keep eating the salad even though I don't want the goddamn lettuce anymore, right? I'd rather just have the macaroni. Yep. And, you know, if it was up to me, I would just have the macaroni, a side of greens, and a lovely, I don't know, pick, some, <laughs> pick something. I was like, oh, yeah, but it's like this really good. sort of work. It's like I was playing this out and I was like, wow, I think I'm onto something here. So I think, you know, the, the argument can't be made. I think you're, you're expected to know exactly what you want to do when you walk in the door. You know, especially if you are young and yeah. you are young in this and new in this whole job thing, I don't think that's a reasonable statement to make. You know, I think very few people actually are that clear yeah. on what it is they want to do when they walk in the door. You know, I am totally advocating trying one hundred and fifty different things. Absolutely. It's like try a little bit of everything and see what you like. How else are you going to find out? Not only will you know what you like, you'll know what you don't like. You'll know what the range of possibilities and expectation is. You'll find out who has a stake in each one of these things yep. to find out how the organization as a whole works. That's fantastic. Now, um, how do you break it to the person at the salad bar that you don't actually want the Bacos? Or you really don't like uh, Russian dressing? Or you really don't. <laughs> or yeah. you, you really don't. You know what? Um or, or the, the most audacious move at all. I've gone vegetarian and I don't actually need the meat station any longer. So I'm going to say no, that whole side of the, the so yeah. whole, whole side of the thing, you know? So it's like, it, it's my, my message is not to don't try 150 things. It's like, have a plan on how you're going to pare that down. Yeah. What is your timeline? What does it look like? What is the messaging that goes out? And that's the boundary right. conversation. Right. Right. Well, it's like, it, how do I erect? You look, Hey man, it ain't personal. I just don't want macaroni today.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think the other part of that is that like, believe it or not the person behind the meat carving station is not that invested (laughs) in your return right i mean i think we over inflate like often our the importance of our presence yeah Um, right right, and so i think yeah like and the other problem like if you go the first time and you have that 150 things that you try um the the menu is always changing right right and i always think about this with with like students who are trying to figure out What they want to major in, based upon the reality of the world today, with full, like, understanding that that's not the world they're going to graduate into four years. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even know what's going to be on the menu in four years.
0: It's like you can't predict the weather four days out. How you going to? You want me to pick a major when I'm eighteen?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you know. Absurd. Yeah, absurd. absolutely, it's absurd. But we do this, and so people, you know, have to find ways to figure out, like, like how do you try what's out there, learn about what you experience, and then also still be open to trying new things. And mm-hmm. to, to giving up the things, like, you know, some days you go in and the salad's looking a little wrinkly. You know, it's not going to serve you well. Right. Right.
0: Do I... Do I go to a different restaurant, or do I see how the salad is tomorrow?
1: Yeah, you like, know, it's like,
0: uh, what's the, what's our?
1: We, we might be extending this yeah, metaphor. Yeah, yeah. It's was like, how many,
0: how many times do I eat bad salad before I know that it's time to like, go for something? You know? Yeah. Yeah, it might be extended a little. But I think, yeah, this is extended about as far as it's going to go. Meanwhile, however, to do one little add-on to the metaphor of the, of the buffet. There very well could be somebody else sitting out there saying, man, why does that guy keep hogging the lasagna? It's like every day he comes in here and he just – he eats everything, but it's like I really like the lasagna. Why does he keep taking – it's like if you stop eating the lasagna, somebody else may really, really love that lasagna who would be happy to uh, give the, the chef great pleasure by enjoying that lasagna. Mm-hmm. You know, make room for other people too. You know, you don't need to do everything.
1: Yeah, yeah I think – I mean, boundaries ultimately I think are an issue of – beginning again um and beginning again with like taking stock of like where we're at yeah how right. are things going i mean it's all just awareness right like right um and part of it's a, I think an awareness that you have choice and control right. right like you there is some flexibility in choosing how you're going to spend your day yeah um, and I think some people, you know, they get to that point where they feel really defeatist. Like they might open up their calendar and feel like every moment of their entire day is scheduled for them. And I think sometimes like, yeah. if I feel like I have a day like that, like I feel resentment. And I do too. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And so then too. it's like figuring out like, how do I find the joy in the day I have?
2: Yeah.
1: Or even like Monday, I looked at my calendar and I was like, nope, I can't do this today. hmm And so I had to make other choices so that I would be able to show up for the other half of my Monday. So I don't know. Um, Boundaries. I think boundaries are a thing that I'm still learning about, but the more I think about the fact that I have the right to understand what's within my sphere of willingness Mm. and that I have the responsibility To articulate when I'm pushed outside of that
2: sphere, Um,
1: I think that right now is the work for me to do. Because, like you know, even today, like I found myself pushed outside my sphere of willingness, Mm -hmm. and you know what I said about it? Nothing. Mm. Um. So, so figuring out—I think it's hard work when a person's outside their willingness knows that something's not right for them. The work to figure out how you move from noticing to articulating
0: it. That's a different beast.
1: It's master's level work. That
0: is master. Yeah, that is olympic. That's yeah. a, it's olympic. Yeah. And it's not easy to go to the noticing part.
2: It's yeah, you that's know? true. You know,
0: it's like it's not easy to do the first half of that, you yeah. know? So it's like we we started the boundaries workshop with how do we actually recognize what it's like to to feel like you're outside of your zone of of willingness, or that you're I- at least in your zone of willingness and outside of your zone of preference, mm-hmm. you know, it's like what what is the nuance of this? How do you how do you turn your gaze, gaze inward and actually recognize these states that you have? Because um, a lot of people are, are, I think, just sort of resigned to, well, you know what? My calendar gets full and I feel what I feel and I don't have to like it. I just have to do it. I'm trading time for money, but I wish it was more, but it's not. So uh-huh. w- what's the next meeting? And it's like, that's just called defeat, <laughs> I think. Uh-huh. I mean, that's just called defeat. But some people get there and some people don't have the resources to get out of that situation. And Yes, I think those those conditions can can sort of change. Yeah. there are, There are times in my own history, not not here at my this institution. Um, uh, all things considered, this institution has been pretty good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and but there are other times when I, I know I was trading time for money and I knew I was trading time for money. yeah, and with all the other ridiculous stuff that was going into my life, it was, a, it was almost a refuge. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to go to work and I'm going to get my eight bucks an hour and I'm going to put the apple on the shelf and I'm going to restock the bananas yep. and I'm trading time for money. Great. It's fine. Great. You know, and there was even a time where in my own employment history where I was trading time for money, but in something that had like a biological basis to it, right? I was working with the mosquito um, encephalitis survey hmm. in St. Louis. I have a newspaper clipping from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch from 1998, seven of me in the newspaper with an article showing me checking a stream for mosquitoes.
1: Oh! Listeners, you cannot try to see f- how pleased with himself. I have two Paul copies is. of it. Yeah,
0: I was I was digging through I'm trying you to get rid of a bunch copies. of stuff. Yeah, and I have two mm-hmm. cuz I think my mom clipped him out cuz she yeah. always saved that stuff. You uh, can hang one in your office. Yeah, I might. I might uh, I'll, maybe I'll scan one and put it on the web somewhere or something, but it's it's like I had a lot of hair then and it was all brown and it wasn't gray and falling out. You have my lots god, of what hair happened now. to me? I have a lot of hair in the shower drain now. Mm-hmm. Um We all do, dear. <laughs> um but, I mean, that was, that was like a serious upgrade, though, because I was making a little bit more money, still hourly, Yeah. you know, a little bit more money. Um, um, I was trading time for money, and other parts of my job, or my life were ridiculous, you know, so it was kind of a refuge that, but hey, man, I was doing science, so that's cool, or at least participating in a little bit. What I really did was drive around St. Louis County in a truck, you know, most of the time, which was kind of cool as well. Yeah? Because okay. uh, I was listening, I was in that truck, that county, St. Louis County Health Department truck. I'm listening to the radio when John Denver died, mm. you know, and the news came on and said that John Denver what? was killed, yeah, mm. in a plane crash. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, that was a bummer. I like Yeah. John Denver. Um because he was on The Muppet Show a lot.
1: I know. I was about to say, <laughs> like, that's one of my favorite Christmas albums. Yeah. The, John, John Denver, Denver and, the Muppets. and the Muppets.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a classic.
1: That's usually the one I like to listen to when I put up my Christmas tree, which, you know, I think I'm going to try and convince Eric to do this weekend.
0: That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, as soon as this evening. You know it's the holidays when you hear Bariah Carey mm. on, the, on the radio, right? I heard that the other day. Um, yeah. So... um there, there came a time when I was no longer satisfied with training time for money, you know, and I, I wanted to, you know, paying the rent, making it through the day, buying food. Was is important, but I, uh, I kind of still had this. Yeah. Is is, is this, is this what's going to be on my epitaph? Is that you know I, I stacked bananas real good at the grocery store, and that's fine if it is. You know, but it's like this, ah, this, I don't know if this is like the thing I'm like on this earth to do, mm-hmm. like for, for the long, you know, I want to do something else too. And so I got another job where I was doing moderately interesting things that were not my thing to do on this. <laughs> I thought about it for a few more years, you uh-huh. know, and, and that's when, you know, defiantly, you know, I did leave a, a full-time job, corner office in downtown St. Louis to go back to graduate school. And I think that's what set me on this. On this path I'm on now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, everything did, everything yeah. took me on this path, but it's like, that was one of those points where it's like, you know, do I stay or do I go? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, there wasn't nuance to it, there wasn't delicacy. It's like, either you are going to stay in this job or yeah. you're going to quit and go to graduate school. Yeah. Which one's it going to be? Yeah, you know well, which it, which one's it going to be, and, and like, so and, and every once in a while you do sort of hit this intersection as like, okay, is my life going to go left or is my life going to go right? And um, did I make
1: the right choice?
0: I don't even think about it. It's like it, I made the choice I did, and it seems to be going okay. So
1: I'm pretty pleased with <laughs> your choice. Yeah,
0: me, me too, me too. And, I mean, that's the you know it was that the actual decision that was made that was so instrumental i really don't know yeah you know but
1: well it's like we were talking to someone else earlier today and i was saying something about having done a lot of work before that wasn't really like my work to be doing right? Right, right, right and um she responded and said something like well yeah but don't you think that got you to this point point? and i'm like yeah yeah she's on something she, there. yeah she's yeah. right
2: yeah she's yeah right. i she's mean, totally right
1: <laughs> yeah it's all it's it's such a weird i think we've talked about this like you and i have such weird collective eclectic like little backgrounds and strange little tendencies right but then when i look around the room we're in i see the way that our weird like our weird tendencies have come together in this space Yeah. And, and, it's and it's quite harmonious. It's harmonious. Know? We get it's many harmonious. compliments on it.
0: Um, there are a lot of things that you are great at that I uh, am not quite as skilled at.
1: Yes, at the workshop on Wednesday, people were complimenting the visuals. I'm pretty sure they were talking about your cell phone parking lot sign. <laughs> and they
0: made it on Publisher yeah. by typing. It looked the... like word art. It, yeah, was, it very... was word <laughs> art. Yeah, it is word art. So it's like, yeah, that's the best I can do. Right. It's so like... Sherry has these beautiful full color you know, desertscape graphics. And it's like, put... Phone here, you know, in crayon kind of, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much my, my extent of that. I uh, mix a mean podcast, though. I mix a mean podcast. So you it's do. like we all have our skills. And so that's part of it to think about, too. It's like when we think about what are the skills that we actually bring, not everyone, you know, is an island out of themselves with the entire. I mean, you, you exist in an ecosystem with mm-hmm. other people with other skills. And, you know, what I think we've discovered probably more than many people has is like when you find the right person with the right skills you know the compliments in a shared mission it's like try to keep interesting things from happening yeah yeah you know? so it's like you know my skills are great and limited and your skills are great and limited and our skills together are great and less limited I was gonna
1: say focused yeah focused yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. um it becomes easier to say no when you're sharing the I've been I've been trying to fight the urge for a bowling alley analogy here because I already <laughs> did the buffet one, but it's like it's good it's good to have the when you're learning how to bowl it's good to have the bumpers and the gutters right to kind of as you start getting straight out and like bump the ball back in the middle yeah. you'll hit some pins if you have some bumpers if you don't have the bumpers and you don't really have your framework in place you're gonna throw a lot of gutter balls and your scoring can be that high so it's like how do you say no it's like put the little bouncy things in the gutter and if nothing else the ball goes straight enough to hit some pins and you'll get a score yes until you at least figure out your process here but you know barring barring a framework for for focusing yeah on what it is that's you you can still focus while having you know a bunch of different things that you're trying out focusing on your discernment process Mm -hmm. and how you're going to what you're going to proceed with, and, and what do you nod? Does this bring me joy? And that's just sort of a rip-off of the Marie Kondo mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it's like, does this activity bring joy? And there are a lot of things. It's like, I'm, I would just love having this position. I would love to have that job. And it's like, I, have that, I had that job, and what – is that job, the job is sending a lot of email and talking to angry people and doing a lot of budgets on Excel. And it's like, I love the idea of this job. I love the mission of this thing. The job itself, however, yeah. leads a couple of things to be desired. It's like, yeah. ultimately what it comes down to is how do you spend your day? Yeah. And, and that's what I love about what we're doing with these workshops um, here with our employer. It's like, for, for a lot of people... Who are looking at what what's happening here, right? The, the the workshops that we're offering. It's it's like I could never do that. I could. It looks like a huge amount of work. Oh my god! How did you find the time to blah 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 blah? You know. And for us, it's like, what are you talking about? You know. It's like what what this requires on the on the daily is yeah. an, is not the, this shock. Is like what the work to do this actually looks like is a joy. Yeah. You know, it's a joy. So it's like not every job that you think is going to be great is going to be great when you actually get down to what does the work actually look like that you do during the day. Right. You know, it's like, yet sometimes, it's like what we sometimes find, and this is the greatest gift I think that anyone can really sort of receive, that don't even think about what, it's like if you don't even think about what the outcome is going to be, just do the things that make you happy. Yeah. Like how do you like to spend your time during the day? Yeah. If you do that, you know with a clear conscience with a good heart with a framework of compassion and try not to hurt people and don't don't do anything intentionally harmful it doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes or not that somebody's not going to get suffer somewhere along the way but it's like lead with a good heart do the things that bring a lot of joy the framework of what what happens sort of works itself out yeah. you know it's like you don't, you don't actually have to worry about the title
1: right it's true
0: because you, you 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 enjoy what you do every day yeah and you, so you care less yeah but the title, it's like
1: well yeah i just think the the stressing about the things like you know even with our workshops like i used to run workshops and and like i remember even going in for, for work on Wednesday, like Eric being like, oh, are you nervous? And like, because in the past when I would give workshops, I would be nervous, right? And nervousness didn't even, why would I be? Like, I'm just showing up and doing what I do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my graduate advisor in graduate school when I was at UC Davis fundamentally did not understand how I could not be nervous when giving talks you know, yeah. <laughs> at conferences. It's like, oh my God, are you nervous? I'm like, no, should I be? Yeah. You know, and it's like, I don't know why it it was almost, it it was almost uh, like disparaging. It's like, I don't know how you could not be nervous. You know, it's like, well, what are you going to do? Right.
1: (laughs) Usually, when I give talks, like, uh, I'm nervous to the until the minute I open my mouth.
0: I was at the beginning. I mean, the first couple of presentations I, I gave, I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, what's going to happen?" But after a couple of times, it was like, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. It's happen. it's, it's twelve. It's it's twelve. Go. It's twelve minutes. Yeah. You know, if somebody asks me a question I don't know the answer, I'm going to say, "You know what? That's a great question. I don't know. Let's find out." You know, it's like it yeah. You know, I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna. Be long in a position where there are consequences to me not knowing the answer to something. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, I'd be a lousy game show host or game show contestant because it's like <laughs> I if don't I know. don't know, it's like I just don't care if I don't know the answer. Yeah. You know, it's like whatever. Yeah, you know, that's what Google's for.
1: Yeah, I think my favorite quality in a person is a willingness to admit what they don't know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I think the smartest people I know are the people who will say, "Me, yeah, I don't know."
0: Some of the some of the people that I know that are the um, mo- most confident go getter, you know, does a million things and does a lot of them well. Has said yes to some things and no to others. Are some of the most um, suffering of imposter syndrome folks oh, that yeah. I've met. You know, most more, more a lot like a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah many well. many. I sort of have a little bit too, but it's like I'm just faking it. I hope they don't find out that I'm just like YOLOing it through my day.
1: Yeah, I mean sometimes yeah, that's it what sh- it feels like though. It shows it's up like, <laughs> sometimes, right? Yeah, you can't you can't necessarily stop it. Yeah. But Ah, uh, but
0: trying to make it through.
1: So, what did we what did we learn today, Paul?
0: Um. Uh, there's value in boundaries, I think. Um, but it's not necessarily in. Um, just learning how to say no to stuff. It's mm-hmm. not just in, I mean, it's, e- it's easy to do the, th- it's easy to suggest the things that look like boundaries are in place. Um, it's like you make a commitment. I'm going to go to bed by 10. I'm going to wake up at six. And then I'm going to start, I'm going to go for a run. And then I'm going to make my bed every day. And then I'm going to commit to all of these things. That's not boundary setting. That is yeah. expectation setting. Yeah. a yeah, boundary setting is different. You know, boundary setting is really an introspective, ask of yourself on the daily, that's, that's a, a life's goal. It's not something, it's like, I have boundaries now. Yay, now we don't have to do the work anymore. It's the work of the lifetime, like you yeah. said. It's, yeah. it's the work of a lifetime. Um, what, uh, what am I feeling right now? How do I be with that? And is, and is this serving me? And what can I do that is serving my, my heart that's best for me and best for those around me? Mm-hmm. And do that and be mindful of distraction. Yeah. You know, and it's the be mindful of distraction thing that I think is key. And if you really are trading time for money, um, know that you're trading time for money.
1: Yes. And I think distraction. And be glad in it. Yeah. And to know that distraction often comes in shiny packages. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Your job is, you know, if, if you're trading time for money, your job is not to save the world. Your job is to trade time for money so you can pay the rent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and that may change. You know, that, that might change. And you might find that it's like, oh, I, I'm seeing this other thing that I really, really love to do over here. Maybe I'll try that. And it's like, does that serve me better than this? Should I move over? Should I stay put for a little bit and second guess it? Should I think about it a little bit more? That's when the slow yes, fast no kind of, mm-hmm. kind of guidelines of that. that we sort of use sort of roll into it. Yeah. But I mean, it's I, I don't think you can say we're going to have a workshop on boundaries and by the end of it, you're going to be able to do it. It's, it's a life's work. Yeah, it's a life's work.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: So be patient with yourself as you figure it out.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. still working on it. Me too. Yeah. Me too.
0: I think that's that's the best we ever get is we're working on it.
1: I think so too. Yeah. We
0: can say, yes, we're- boundaries, I know, I'm working mm-hmm. on it.
1: Hmm. Yes. Well, as part of our boundaries work, I think we should wrap up this episode. I think so too. And go home for the weekend.
0: I think we should as well
1: a good plan yeah
0: cool awesome <laughs> uh happy thanksgiving folks yes indeed from sherry and me to you happy thanksgiving yeah was it the thanksgiving song
1: i have i don't i mean I'd there really like aren't turkey, thanksgiving turkey, turkey, songs turkey. are there like that's uh dumb, dumb,
0: dumb. i guess the peanuts thanksgiving special hmm. right where they eat popcorn is that no that's the christmas special or is don't they eat popcorn for one? There's a Thanksgiving one. Where's the one? pumpkin pie? Yeah. Because Lucy goes bananas. Like, where's the turkey? Yeah. Where's the stuffing? Where's, where's the, the pumpkin, pumpkin
2: pie? Because
0: they had, like, toast and popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Right? Mindy. We'll see
2: you. <laughs> Bye,
0: y'all. Bye, y'all. Take great. Have a great day. This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel, Paul Fitzgerald, and This Most Unbelievable Life. For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com. Paul and Sherry have a
1: podcast. Podcast. Yes. 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 Cool.